Welcome to Cycling New South Wales Heritage Commission's historical facts, myths and opinions on the development of the bicycle and the sport. Welcome to podcast number two of the Cycling New South Wales Heritage Commission. In the lead up to Anzac Day 2016, Blair Windsor is back to talk about our Australian cyclists that answered the call to fight for their country in the world wars. Club honours its fallen members from the World Wars with trophy events on both Anzac Day and Remembrance Day. The Remember Them trophy itself is a harsh reminder of the impact of war with five local riders named on the stately Silver Cup as having paid the supreme sacrifice for their country in World War II. The inscription on the trophy reads, The Cycling Memorial Cup, donated by fellow clubmates in memorial of fallen soldiers, comrades of World War II, Robert Dale, Jack Sandry, Kenneth Adam, Ron Harper and Ivor Rezzi. In recent times, the Bathurst Anzac Day Memorial event acknowledges local cyclists who lost their lives or were terribly injured in World War I. Last year in 2015, when promising young sprinter Eliza Bennett won the Memorial Handicap, the club honoured R.G. Honeyman. Honeyman was part of a talented sporting family that lived on the outskirts of Bathurst in the village of Ragland. The Honeymans were well known after the, in the era after World War I, with brother T.J. Honeyman setting time trial records around New South Wales that would become the focus of cycling legend Sir Hubert Opperman. Yet before World War I, local cycling officials suggested it was the young R.G. Honeyman who was something special. Given the era before World War I was a boom period for cycling and the Bathurst Cycle Club was producing international stars like Frank Corrie, it was high praise indeed for the young local farmer. However, while Corrie's talent on the bicycle would see him get a trip to the US to ride the six-day circuit where he would receive fame and a small fortune in prize money, R.G. Honeyman was not only just a skilful bike rider but also a skilful horse rider and that would get him a trip overseas as well but to, to, but to Egypt with the light horse to fight in World War I. Just before leaving for war, R.G. Honeyman would win the 1914 Bathurst Road Championship. But sadly, he would never return home and would be buried in the International Zagazig Cemetery, a victim of war and a great potential that would never be achieved. I think one thing... um that's uh, really important that comes out after listening to something like that where we hear about the honeyman story and their family is you know that these these people were real people you know and they they raced in the club and um personally like cycling is a very big family sport and yet you hear these stories of, of very good athletes and you know farmers going over there everyday people uh and then not returning which you know, in a way, it's very sad, but also very special that these guys were willing to give up their life, life for, for, for our country and do those things. And even more special is probably how our club still, in a way, celebrates uh, the, the honeyman story, you know, and, and we still have these days where it's an important chance for us not only to 
to teach people you know do something special as a still a club as a as a community and that's what cycling is as a, a community of people and and probably still get to race and just bring up these people once a year to remember them it appeared in the media uh, at the time while World War One was on that uh, the Bathurst Cycle Club was particularly decimated by soldiers being killed and soldiers lost in battle. So certainly um, R.G. Honeyman wasn't one of the only ones. There was a there was many um, killed over there. And even though in World War Two we have that trophy, that beautiful trophy with those four fallen soldiers on it that are members of our club. World War One is just horrendous what it did to cycling right across this state. Yeah, well, it's horrendous to what it's done to to all Australians as well. Yes. But in particular, you, you're right. I, I, you can't help but every year some, another story pops up, and this is what's so great about having this this club race where and you keep saying, and it's exactly it's right celebrating. You know, these forefathers, fathers, these young men that that were great cyclists that loved their cycling and then they went on to do a to do a bigger bigger thing and and uh, go over there and fight so it's always nice every year there's a different story and this year you know we we heard that about the honeyman family um next year it could be someone else and i know this that's the plan it keeps popping up and that's why you nearly say the race is nearly a catalyst to bring up these stories of these these legends now. And that's what it has been for the last few years. Each year we've brought up these different uh, riders. But, and uh, 2015 was about the Honeymans. And actually, we've got a little bit more of a grab on the Honeyman family, and particularly um, RG Honeyman. So we might play that now. Time keeps on ticking away. 24 hours every family groups have a great tradition in cycling, particularly in the country cycling clubs. The Honeymans are the most prominent family groups in Bathurst Cycling Club history, with generations of talented cyclists, both men and women, coming from that family line. Killed in Egypt in World War One, arguably R.G. Honeyman was the best of the gang, but sadly we'll never know. As a teenager, he quickly became a scratch man in local club competition. And in 1914, he won the Bathurst Road Racing Championship just before heading to war. Honeyman regularly recorded fastest time in Hustler Cup and Waratah Cup competitions on the road from around Evans Plains and Purfle, where the Bathurst Cycle Club still races now. His natural endurance was obvious as a young man when he started racing the big Australian professional teams race promotions before World War I, including a start in the 1912 International Six-Day Race at the Sydney Cricket Ground. He is also on the podium just before heading to war at the Sydney Agricultural Ground in the 1914 professional eight-hour wheel race carnival. R.G. Honeyman would race the teams events with his talented brothers, he raced the Sydney six-day with TJ Honeyman and was up against teams from England, France and New Zealand. The young Bathurst pair would be racing against the likes of British star Sid Jenkins, French racing German Air Appleus and New Zealand track champion A.B. Smith, also three times Warnie fastest time winner Phil O'Shea, while the French champ M. Rousseau had just arrived in Australia after a 44-day sea journey, having won 15 championship races in Europe. Then, of course, you had the Australian six-day stars also in the event, led by Victorian Don Kirkham and also the New South Wales Western Division heroes Bobby Spears, Iron Man Reggie McDamara and Bathurst's own international star Frank Corey. 
However, R.G. Honeyman's development as a very promising cyclist would be interrupted by war. The young farmer drafted into the 7th Light Horse Regiment and would be sent to action in Egypt, where the Turks, under the rule of Kamal, were almost unbeatable and had started pushing the British out of the Sinai Desert and taking control. The Light Horse were incredible, punching holes through the Turks at a number of battles on their amazing whaler horses. Incredibly, R.G. Honeyman would survive those horrific battles where they simply charged at the enemy head-on riding those remarkable war horses only to be killed by a bullet from his own gun in Egypt in what was described as an accident at the Egyptian train station after being on prisoner escort duties. With uh, with two bullet wounds in Honeyman's leg and another in his chest, plus a number of inconsistencies in the witnesses' statements, the inquest into the Raglan, Raglan farmer's death seems very brief to say the least. However, I guess life was cheap in those tragic times. strange listening to that little bit of information um about rg honeyman and and just you know his abilities not only as a bike rider but he was a farmer from ragland and i could imagine back then just how hard it would be and how uh with the bathurst winters we i struggle now and it's um they wouldn't have had what we have right now and and the fact that you know these farmers as well are the they would have been great with their hands and great stockmen, and that's probably a reason why he's, you know, being called up to go to war. That he's, that he's, he's got a gift not only with cycling, but I'm sure with his horses and that that he would have been sensational over when fighting and um, and it's it's amazing, you know, that nearly his gifts could have been his big down, well, not a downfall, but There's, maybe the reason why he's been called up. There to, is for no the doubt the British government would want someone like him, you know. I, He's athletic, but, you know, a, a horseman and, uh, you know, forges ahead and brave and, you know, you can just see how much they wanted him. And, and it is interesting that, that Frank Corrie, who who was probably only a, had the luxury of being a couple of years older and maybe not been able to ride a horse as well, um, he's just pretty much uh, got a contract to go over and ride in America and America was a lot different they kept their racing going they had those huge six day events right through the war and he pretty much was just sitting over there making masses of money in, in um, and uh, riding those big Madisons and uh, meanwhile here's this guy who was a developing Madison rider probably just not a couple of years short of getting a contract and uh, he's over there and was killed in war you know um, it's ironic how it's, things yeah, turn. It's, it's it's bizarre, and when you put it that way as well, that his life could have it was on a dime. It was heads and tails there for for a little bit, and he uh, he's gone a different direction. And who's not to say? Just hearing those results, uh, he was a, he was a very talented. He was no dud. He could no. ride a bike, and you know he had his chances. He's obviously racing some of the best uh, at their discipline at the time. And yeah, and they, they they were young guys. They were they were sort of in there they made the field but it was a specially selected field and a huge promotion a pro as well and there's so many other Bathurst riders and that brings up this famous photo that we that we celebrate here in Bathurst which is the start of the uh, sunny corner race which was uh, part of the promotion of the 
Sydney of the Bathurst to Sydney race. It was like the lead-up event for the Bathurst to Sydney, which at the time was one of the biggest bike races in in Australia. Now, um, RJ Honeyman and his brothers were all started in that race, along with uh, our Uncle Jack Windsor and a, and a few of the others, and they all were up in the top five. I'm pretty sure off the top of my head that RJ got fastest time in that race. And we might even wander in because we have this photo and we'll have a look at this photo. But but it, it shows these blokes' faces and what the point that we wanted to probably make as we go in to have a look at it is these guys just didn't realise that this their worlds were going to be pulled apart. We might just walk in now. We'll have a look yeah, at we'll it. we'll have a look. Have a look. But the first thing I notice when we look at these Honeyman boy, the brothers, is they're strong-looking, you know, hard... but hard-looking people but at the same time they're so young you know that's the first thing that i noticed as well they 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 look like young kids about to have fun on their bike and it, it, you kind of nearly have to pinch yourself that this is only taken just before they've decided to to ship off and go to war yeah. they've you know maybe uh made a decision that this could be a great adventure and and you know that's that's what uh, it was looked upon back then um but you can tell, yeah. like they're just they're just young men, and they're they're probably the photo from probably this before war to maybe one when they're over there would tell a different, entirely different story. Mm-hmm.